Welcome to episode number 183, Helping Ourselves. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Alright, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Gabe, Heck, Manny, Goose, and Joel. Helping ourselves. In this episode, we have a special guest, Joel Baracol. The crew discusses empathy and compassion for others. We talk about earthquake recovery efforts, the National Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce, the role of government, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from John Connolly and Albert Schweitzer. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure kicking things off joel thank you for joining us man thanks for having me man give me the platform my second time on so absolutely <laughs> like a vet now yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh he was on on episode 121 titled uh impact and at that point we were talking about um hurricane relief um in puerto rico and obviously you gave a little bit of background uh, on on what you do and your role with the national puerto rican chamber of commerce um, and that was a very successful show. And in the meanwhile, um, we actually linked up with the, the Blessed Lifestyle brand. And, uh, you know, part of these efforts where a portion of the proceeds we made um, of sales gets donated to the National Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we made these Bendecido shirts. Um, we linked up in the summer for mm-hmm. um, Puerto Rican Day here in, in Bristol Borough. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a little table. He had the, you know, the National Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce stuff, the information stuff, and we had the shirts. It was a good deal. It was awesome. Um, thank you for that collaboration. We have fun doing that. Um, but but fast forwarding, um, and for those of you know you all who have not yet heard episode one twenty one, I highly suggest you re- you listen up on that. It's a, it's a great show. But uh, catch us up on you know who you are and what you do. Yeah. So. Well, I wish we didn't keep meeting like this. It seems like <laughs> sure. I'm only on the show when there's a disaster. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> what but a disaster. I, I mean, I, so so my, my title, the, the organization is the National Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce. My title is the, um, the Southeast uh, Pennsylvania president. So normally our normal functions are just like that of any other chamber of commerce sure. for the most part. Sure. Most of my focus has been um, – I've been working with businesses on the island and on um, the mainland U.S. and really trying to bring them to U.S. markets. But obviously, when we have these when these disasters come around, we go into full-on disaster relief mode, and that's kind of where we've been <laughs> for the past couple weeks now. As you guys, you know, been seeing in the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, so, so for for effort purposes, can you explain a little bit about what the National Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce does for? You know, when we have events like this, but but you know, in an effort to um, elaborate, because we, you did mention, unfortunately, we're meeting uh, every time there's a disaster. But when there's no disasters, um, you know, what's going on? Yeah, like like I was saying, um, most of my work had been is primarily working with a lot of startups, a lot of cultures in the agriculture sector, uh, a lot of businesses in the, excuse me in the agricultural uh, sectors. And pretty much trying to bring um, 
their products and services to U.S. markets and kind of expand expand their businesses to things that they didn't know were possible. So we, we help with that. And, and really, we do a lot of work in um, trying to be, going back to the, the, the relief efforts, trying to be more proactive than reactive, where, where a disaster comes and you go right into reaction mode, where yeah. we're trying to, we're doing things to be more proactive. We're doing things working with uh, infrastructure, renewable energy, uh, sustainability, those type of things. Where, so that when these disasters do happen and they will continue to happen, unfortunately, sure. the island is in a better position to withstand those those type of things. They they can take the blow a little bit better. Absolutely. So that's kind of where most of our work is is is, is focused on. Yeah. Uh, but now it's really at this point we are in full on disaster relief mode. So yeah. um, it's pretty much been straight up fundraising at this yeah. this point you know so that's pretty much been our focus the past month gotcha you know um all right so so part part of this i wanted to you know we titled it helping ourselves right mm-hmm. um because there, there's this sometimes there's a confusion as to you know puerto rico's role in our country right um and so we titled this helping ourselves because it's 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 um that's that's pretty much what we're doing here. A little bit of that, I want to talk about empathizing um, with Puerto Rico and and what what does empathy look to you and and, and compassion mean to you? I mean, to t- to put it as simply and as bluntly as possible, it means giving a damn. Yeah. Simple. You know, we we as people, and you know, to no fault of our own, is you know, we're so most of us are so laser focused on the day to day paying the mortgage, putting food on the table that you don't stop and, 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 and you know, man, how's Jimmy Lee doing? What does yeah. he need help with? What, yeah. you know, what does Miguel need help with? We're just so laser focused on our own stuff. So sometimes you have to keep it in the forefront of your mind yeah. to, you know, keep your community, the people around you in your consciousness when you're going about your day to day and always keep that mentality there. And and just look to make the world a better place than you left it. You know that's yeah. one of my favorite quotes. I live by that quote. Yeah. You know I, I I love it. So and you always go by that mentality. You're gonna do a lot of good. Yes. So that's that's just how I look at it. You I know? love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, extending that hand too, right? Exactly. Extending exactly. that hand. And and he, here's what's crazy is um, doing it when you know you have the resources and or the ability to. Right. There's so many people who have the resources and the ability to stretch out their hand and, and empathize with somebody or, or bring their compassion to a level where it is actually helping someone and they don't, mm-hmm. right? And it's one of those things where it's like, dude, I don't want to go to the grave thinking like I could have did so much exactly. more. Well, one, of, one of my biggest pet peeves, one of the phrase that I just can't, can't stand is the phrase, someone should. Mm. I'm somebody, you're somebody. Yeah. So I always keep that in my mind. So if I see a problem, I, I don't think, you know, somebody should fix that. My mindset goes to how can I fix that? Yeah. What's this, let me find a solution to that. Yes. Either I can do it myself or I could, or I'm going to find out who can, you know? Yeah, And, yeah, and, sure. and, I, and I, you know, it's uh, almost to my detriment, you kind of, I kind of put that stuff on myself, but that's just how, you know, that's just how I operate, you know? Yeah. So, and I think the world would be a better place if a lot more people thought, use that, that, that mindset in their day to day. 
their solution oriented rather than like complaint oriented yeah yeah what good does that do us no exactly (laughs) i mean one thing one thing that it does initially and and then it should just stop there is that it recognizes something's wrong right so even if it's a complaint at least you're recognizing there's something wrong you notice something but after that first even complaint it's like all right so then what are you doing where do we go from here right now where do we go um, and, and I don't know what it is about sometimes the, the, this human experience that we're here doing right now, but sometimes we do like to lean on the negativity and, um, you know, and there's a lot of studies that psychologically, it, it, sometimes it makes you feel better if you put someone else down because of all the detriments and things that's going on in your life. Um, it kind of, you think that it rises you while you pushing someone else down. Absolutely. Um, but if you're right, if we come, if we constantly think of solution, you know, uh, ideas, solution oriented ideas, um, and how we can address certain situations, it doesn't have to be every time a disaster happens, right? It can be a continual thing. Exactly. Right? There's little things, right? Um, this isn't something you just put a bandaid on. Obviously, no, no, it's, no. it's 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 catastrophic. So, um, but there are things that you can put your little band-aid on it only takes one person to help well the well, thing i noticed in a lot of my work is that for a lot of people who aren't willing to put in the work like i am it's easier to say here's that check for a hundred dollars yeah. or whatever you know I, i've done my i've done my i've done the work right sure. instead of really thinking you know this is a long-term play yeah. people don't want to roll their sleeves up and get dirty right. so for a lot of people the majority of people you know not everybody's built for this type of stuff sure. but that, that their mentality is, you know, let me cut this check. My conscience is clear. I'll move on. Right. Out of my mind. Right. You know, and, and that, that, that's a trend I've noticed a lot, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you but, know you what's know, crazy about that, though? But that approach is not just to things like this, right? Oh, yeah. um, it, it goes to just regular day life. Mm. Um, when, when, you know, when you, you know, you missed out on, you know, maybe a family member's life or whatever it was. You're like, oh, I'm just going to buy them something, mm-hmm. right? And it's just, a, it's just that weird mentality that we have uh, thinking that money's just going to solve it. Clear and it's not. And, and it's like, yeah. um, there's people who need a hug. There's people who, j- who need someone to talk to, mm-hmm. right? There's people who just need their healing is talking to another family member that they haven't, they hadn't had the ability to communicate with in over a week. Um, cause people think right away money, right? Um, and obviously, you know, the, the money, is, it needs, we need to raise money. We need to, that's part of the solution. But the, the thing to remember is that it's part of the solution. Um, and, and, and it doesn't solve everything, but it, it, it's a huge factor. Um, but for the, for the folks out there, you know, who, who may not have all, you know, the, the means to donate, uh, I, I do want to get into things, how, how else they can help, um, so what what from from going from our, our episode one twenty one to you know episode one eighty three which we're recording now, um, approximately sixty episodes in there, right? So it's over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 are some of the key takeaways that you were able to benefit from? You know, lessons learned from the hurricane relief that you're applying here to the earthquake relief. Well, the biggest thing that we learned, we learned the hard way, unfortunately, was not to rely. You can't rely on the government. Yeah. You know, Um, when Maria happened, we were kind of kind of waiting, waiting to see what kind of almost like waiting for them to take the lead in in, in, in the the recovery and it never happened. And then by the time everybody realized, you know what, Dan, we got to. You know, we got to get to work. Yeah. You know, you know, time had passed. So this time. 
it was like when the when the earthquakes happened, it was like a, a switch. Like we flicked a switch, and yeah. I started reaching out to all my contacts, all my organizations that we had we had built relationships with during Maria, and we all just got to work and yeah. quick. Yeah, you know, um, not to say that this, not to make light of this situation of the earthquakes, but the damage has been more concentrated than Maria. So. For lack of a better term, it's been easier. Sure. To because we have communication, we have, you know, supermarkets that are stocked down there, um, and for the most part, you know, you guys remember how all the, the the stuff and water bottles we were sending down for Maria. This time, we're literally just sending monetary donations. Yeah. Because we have the, the 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 organizations and the and the community organizers and stuff who can go to the supermarket and they can better assess what's needed anyway right. than we can you sure. know so and logistically it just doesn't make sense to spend $20 to send a you know a box of goods where they could that that $20 in shipping can be used at a Walmart and go a long way yeah um so that's been the biggest difference um is just that we knew we just kind of took the bull by the horns and, and, and got to work immediately and, and didn't wait around for anybody. So for for those of you, I'm sure you're aware, but I'll just say, uh, you know, the earthquake situation in Puerto Rico was a 6.4 magnitude earthquake that rumbled across uh, the island of Puerto Rico, killing at least one, knocking out power to virtually the entire island of over more than 30 or 3 million what 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 is crazy about that and you, you know it's it, the magnitude is totally different than what, what the hurricane was mm-hmm. but how much we rely on power and electricity right absolutely and that's part of your efforts right in in clean energy right and and these kinds of things that will I guess almost provide a solution already for when these kinds of things happen yeah absolutely I mean it's it- the thing where before Maria, their electrical grid was antiquated and needed to be redone. This is before Maria. Now right. we're talking after Maria, and now we got the earthquakes on top of that to just keep piling it on. And, and um, I don't know the exact number, but the reports were in the past. It was about a total of about eighteen hundred earthquakes. That they, yeah, Whoa. it was is the total number with yeah. a few significant ones. Right. So the problem is to you know like it was to a. Um, most of the, 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 like the epicenter was in a real concentrated um, area to the southwest part of the island. But the th- we don't know the long-term effects that it's going to have. So you, 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 know, you know the buildings that, are, that were destroyed, and, but you have the ones that, yeah, are standing, but might not be structurally, have no structural integrity anymore. So we don't know the, the, the effects throughout the entire island that this whole earthquake is actually going to have in the long term. Yeah. Um, but going back to you, what you were saying about the grid is, is solar is, is such a big priority for us. And the, the, the biggest thing that, that is that I like the solution I like is, is kind of a microgrids throughout the island. So it's not one big network that when it crashes, the whole thing goes out where you have small grids that where things happen, you can isolate it and, and, and solve these issues a little bit easier. So the solutions are there. The resources aren't quite there. It, the, the, the biggest hurdle to, um, to the to redoing their electrical system is, is dealing with the, the the bureaucratic red tape. You know, it's a government just impedes process. Uh, unfortunately, you yeah. know, without them getting in the way, we could probably get <laughs> a lot done a lot faster. Heck yeah, <laughs> you know, you know how that goes <laughs> for sure. Um, 
and, and from from your experience and and obviously you're in communication with folks over there what are some of the the most important items that are currently needed items i mean all the basic necessities i mean uh, you know uh, like i said there's people who you look at their house and it looks fine but there's that that mental block you have now that you don't want to go into that it's that fear you just don't know yeah um so people are now living in 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 tents in front of their houses so things like like tents um um inflatable beds uh blankets um toiletries all all the, the normal stuff um food water um something that we're really coming across that i'm getting a lot is um things for diabetics um mm. things like glucerna you know things you yeah. just things you don't even think about that, yeah. that just become a need um feminine feminine hygiene products mm-hmm. that that type of stuff um so nothing out of the ordinary but every day we're finding you know you, when you think you got it nailed down and you think okay we got we need this 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 is this and then so and so comes oh, hey we need this too and then you're yeah. like oh geez i forgot all about that you know yeah. so every day we're learning and we're kind of um compiling you know we keep compiling a list and getting feedback from our um our contacts on the island but for the most part the a lot of the same things that that we were using uh that we were shipping during maria yeah yeah so do you have any um friends or relatives that were directly affected there not not in the areas of the of the earthquakes and the epicenters but the whole island's feeling them sure so like i said it's more for a lot of them it's more the mental the mental thing where you know you're so stressed out for the earthquakes you don't know when the next one's going to come you finally lay down you're about to fall asleep and then here comes another one and it's just you can't get a good night rest so the 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 mental health on the island is is needs to be of the utmost importance unfortunately um these are people who are still suffering from PTSD from Maria yeah and now you're dealing with this stuff on a day day-to-day basis it's so so to to answer your question you know I speaking with a lot of the family there it's that mental it's that mental uh mental issues that, yeah. that that seem to be the biggest concern on their parts you know just you just never know with these with these structures you know it's wild. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, and and but the, my my point in asking mm-hmm. that though was because a lot of times people think, oh, the connection is, mm-hmm. oh, it's because you know a family member of X, Y, and Z uh, was directly affected, you know, with you know losing power and whatever, and that's mm-hmm. the only reason why they're doing it. And this is the point I wanted to make, where it's this is how much the National Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce does care, um, and and it's the point in, into why we need to continually to support. Uh, organizations like this because they feel the pain that's why that's why I want to talk about the empathy and the compassion mm-hmm. and helping ourselves it's almost like you feel the pain uh, for for somebody even though it's not like a direct absolutely relative or something absolutely. and that that shows true empathy it's like you're empathizing with that person um, and and the mental health has to be up to par man because if it's not um, there's a lot of other issues that come with that, right? Um, just the stability of just a single household, right? And the mental health is, is, is not there. That's not good for anyone, right? Absolutely. Um, and that's what I was talking about when it came to like the monetary thing versus sometimes someone just wants a conversation. They Absolutely. want, yeah. c- they find comfort in words, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then it's, it's, it's a time for everyone to also reflect. You, th- you got to think basic necessities like a water, um, or or hygiene uh, feminine hygiene products it's like things 
where it's like you take for granted that you have on a just think about deodorant even just deodorant you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's like basic uh necessities it's like oh my gosh it's, it brings you back and humbles you yeah absolutely um in a scary way. Yeah, and one thing, one, a cool, a cool thing that we kind of put together is um, one of the things. Like I was saying at the beginning of the the show, that a lot of my work is working with Puerto Rican businesses and bringing their mark uh, their products to U.S. markets. Sure. So I work with a lot of Puerto Rican tobacco companies, a lot of cigar companies and stuff. So I came up with an idea that I reached out to all of them. Something to think about if you guys are are going and, and donating to these camps and stuff, bring some cigars with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not, I mean, it's not for everybody, but, sure. I, I, you know, there's going to be a couple people there. You know what? All this nonsense I'm dealing with, I'm going to light one up. I'm going to light right. up a cigar, you know? Right, right. <laughs> Nothing more relaxing than that. Right. So something simple outside the box that we kind of put together and... and I don't know. It's it, you know, it's, it's it's it was a pretty cool thing. Something I'm into, and you know, if somebody can get some enjoyment out of that, if one person enjoys it, and maybe makes their day a little bit better from all the nonsense and you know, sleeping in tents and, and dealing with floods and landslides and earthquakes, if if he could take an hour to smoke a cigar, <laughs> right? You know, I'm all for it. You yeah. Know? Um. Yeah. That that that's cool. <laughs> and, and it's that it's that thinking. It's that you know that thinking out you know outside the box. Um. That that makes things work and, 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 you know, and, and helps the situation. Um, what about schooling? Right. So, so can you, I I don't know if you know, you know, any of the background with, with, uh, the schools, but obviously they're affected and it's, uh, I guess the number that I got was about 20% of the schools are currently open. Um, can you speak a little on that, what the kids are doing? And Yeah, I mean, they, uh, in, in certain areas, they've gone back to school like normal. In, in, the, in the more affected areas, a lot of them have been doing their schooling outside in, in tents and, and, you know, they get the, the big, big tents and do class that yeah. way. But, I mean, you look at the thing, it's, it's, uh, these schools, the majority of them, the vast majority of the schools built on the island are not up to snuff when it comes to earthquake. Yeah. Um, they're built, you know, everything over there is built up to er- uh, hurricane code, obviously, sure. but it, it hasn't been something that affected the island in, in over a century. So right. sure. it's something they just neglected when they were when they were building it. It's not, it wasn't right, but, you know, it's sure. just what it was, I guess, to cut costs or whatever. So you got to think these kids, you know, the, eventually there's going to be a time when they're going to go back to the school, their schools, the actual buildings and stuff like that. So you have that constant worry. I'm in this school who knows how safe it really is. Right. But then when the school day's over, it's like you're still dealing with the stuff at your house. You yeah. still don't have a house to go into. You're still, yeah. I'm done school. All right, let me go back to my tent and, and do my homework. Like, you know, like uh, how well these kids are going to, how, how well they're going to be able to concentrate on their on their studies and so worried about all all the other nonsense they got going on, you know. So it's a really sad thing. And, you know, I don't, I actually, I don't have a better answer for you in terms of, you know, when will there, they'll have a sense of normalcy. Yeah. Um, We just don't know. It's just, this is unprecedented, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's amazing too. Like you think about as an adult, like I'm, I'm thinking about how I'm, you know, man, if if that really happened to me, how how I would handle it. Mm -hmm. Mentioning the schools, I'm trying to think about like, like how, how do the kids view it? Right. I mean, that's like an even crazier you know thought and going back to mental health if again like the leader of the house seems to you know be losing it emotionally what's the kid supposed to think yeah, where's the kid supposed to find that you know the that ground i think of the kids like my daughter's age my daughter's right. seven and, and 
you know, you, you've only been on this earth seven years and you've had to deal with Maria. You had to deal with, uh, with the earthquake now. Like, you know, as a parent, you're going to try to, to, to be as strong as possible, but you know, <laughs> eventually you're going to show cracks, like yeah. <laughs> dealing yeah. with this stuff. So, it, you know, it's going to have an effect on these kids. So we don't know those long-term effects. So that's why, like I said earlier, mental health is such a, we need to make sure that these kids are, are getting the help, man. Like you said, sometimes it's just a matter of, of talking to them and stuff and get an understanding of where their minds are at, because these could have really detrimental effects in the future moving forward, you know? So for the people who evacuate and had the ability to, to leave the island, right? Mm-hmm. What, what, what is it like? I mean, what, what can we imagine that they're going to come back and they got to go back to the island eventually? What, what are they going to expect? I mean, do they have to wait to kind of their house gets inspected to see if it's even safe living quarters? Yeah, well, you, you, you got to understand statistically when, when people leave the island for these type of reasons, they typically don't come back. So um, now, now it's a thing where they, you know, they basically came here to the states with whatever they had on their back, and and, and now they got to make it work. A lot of time, a lot of times when they leave is because they have nothing to lose because it's the situation over there is not like it is here in terms of, you know, you have a house, you're a homeowner, you know, something happens, you, you know, you got your insurance, you know, you'll be taken care of, your house will be rebuilt, and just keep it moving. Yeah, it's not the situation over there. You know, you got people who built houses on land that was their, their, like their pop's land or so their pop's had two two acres of land that yeah. and, you know all right I'm gonna build house. all right go go ahead go build it over there no permits no nothing you can't get in, you can't get insurance in that and even the people that do have insurance typically don't have earthquake endorsements on their policies right so it's just a situation where they're like I lost it all I'm just going to go start over and then they don't come back and then that kind of makes the economic issue on the island even worse so right. it's, it's a snowball effect there it's a vicious so, cycle it's a mess yeah. <laughs> it's a mess you know um all right so so i i know one of the one of the things that you know we wanted to talk about was um the role of government right in your opinion what's the role of government in all these efforts and why do you think we struggle to help ourselves um in, in my opinion it, it when it relates to um, the, the the relief efforts in Puerto Rico. My opinion of government is they need they need to get out of the way and let us get to work like we've been doing. Um, you've already, they've already shown blatant incompetence, corruption, with everything going on. It's better don't don't make it harder for us. You know, right, <laughs> like right, for, for right. us doing the work. Just, you know, like if you're you're gonna do what you're gonna do, let us just stay out of our way. Sure. We're we're getting stuff done more effectively, um, and quicker more efficiently just working so my in my opinion they have a role but <laughs> it hasn't you know they really haven't haven't done what they're supposed to do in in, in, in these two um these two last disasters unfortunately so yeah. i i think it's it's more important to rely on on the private sector and the nonprofits. so in 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 you know jumping off that mm-hmm. in your opinion what is the diaspora's role in the recovery of well, you got to understand, um, there's more Puerto Ricans in the diaspora than there is on the island. Yeah. So, you know, you saw it during Maria when when that island was completely, it was shut down. No communication, no nothing. So us in the diaspora, we got to work and we, we, were able to do, we were able to get supplies over there more efficiently than the government could. You know, the government 
had trailers stuck at the docks and we were getting stuff to the island to the people um where it needed to go in a much more efficient way uh another uh, some an aspect that a lot of people don't understand when it comes to the diaspora is we're we're the island's biggest ally because we have representation in congress and we can vote for president so th- uh, there's a lot of power in that yeah and when you talk about places like like here like this part of the country you know philly uh new york uh, chicago the florida areas the elected officials listen to us yeah because they know we they know how much they know there's a lot of power in numbers so that is probably the biggest uh aspect of the diaspora in, in relation to the island and how we can help and, and make our voices heard you know yeah. and represent and, and advocate for them absolutely you know? Can can you talk a little bit about the dynamics between Puerto Ricans on the island and us here? Sure, yeah. So one thing that if you really know the the, the, the relationship is that Puerto Ricans here, like all of us, <laughs> sure. we uh, unfortunately we're kind of looked at as like second class Puerto Ricans, not real Puerto Ricans. Yeah. Where something on the, the people on the island, a, a thing they don't really understand is that. W- most of us are here at some point or another because of the conditions on the island. There's a there's a disconnect where they think since we never lived there, we don't understand the issues. Sure, we understand the issues perfectly. Right, it's just that we might have different solutions to those problems. We're we we're both in agreement of the problems on the island. Sure, it's just that there's a a disconnect on what the best course of action is from there. Yeah, so. Um, it's something we continue to work for and 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 try to communicate and and educate people on the island. But it's it, this is something that goes back hundred a century, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's 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 tough to because the overall ideology, and not to get too much into, you know, the status question with Puerto Rico that we can spend the whole another podcast on sure. that. But there's always been a mentality in the uh among puerto ricans in the northeast part of the country that they're more for independence of the island and a lot on the island are more for the statehood the statehood um aspects so that's kind of where the disconnect comes gotcha it's a complicated thing like we could we could uh we could talk all day about that you know yeah yeah (laughs) joe i got a question for you is 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 the disconnect because you know the puerto ricans here trying to help aren't physically there and they don't really grasp what's happening is there kind of a, a resentment like hey man i'm glad you're trying to help me but you really don't know what it's like to be here and that that's exactly it is there always there's that resentment there's that you know you don't you you've never lived here it, it, it's more so not so much the the puerto ricans that left the island that came here it's the ones like us who were born and raised here that you you, you know you don't know you never lived here you don't know what we're going through day to day and like i said that's where the, there, it's disconnect because we can we can agree uh, of the issues it's just the solutions that we differ so so do you know and i i, don't, I know some of the family looked looks at me or, or my my brother um as a second generation here like almost like a silver spoon ish like you yeah. don't know what it's like to struggle like it's you know because i know the opportunities on the island aren't uh, as as plentiful as they are here um, and they look at like man you had it easy type thing yeah. um, and, and and I think that you're right that is a huge disconnect from from us and them they yeah a lot of them a, a lot of the ones who born and raised who never came here 
think that it's that 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 the streets are made of gold type of deal that it's you come over here it's 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 the, the most beautiful thing in the world and you you know you don't know what we're going through type of deal where you know we we know that that that's not the case but it's just something we continue to try to educate and and um but it's it you know you get in those you got your political camps and and uh, it's tough to to have to to change people's mindset so we just keep doing what we're doing and you know and try to try to um affect change in a good way you know with all all that's going on i know you post a lot on social media um you're 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 obviously a very involved father but you you also you involve your kids into what you're doing um with all these efforts how does one set the tone uh for things like this or or talk to kids about what's going on and the importance of their role because they're the next generation right and so you want them to you know follow suit you know when i'm not here i hope you're you know eventually you you can take over you can also do you know these kinds of efforts for for a lot of people that are listening and they have kids and i'm not just speaking about helping ourselves in with this puerto rico situation i'm just saying maybe just in a more general way how does one set the tone for the household yeah, just it, it's that's that's a big thing for me. Yeah, is just leading by example because you know you know our kids are watching. You, of course, they're, they're watching. So, it's it, it's a, it's kind of going back to what I had said. My favorite quote that said, "You know, leave the world a, a, a little bit better than you found it." Yes, I live by that mentality, especially when I know my daughter's watching. Yeah, something as simple as when I'm taking her to school in the morning. I see a piece of trash on the floor. Yeah, I didn't put it there, but I'm going to pick it up. Right. You know, it goes, solutions. There's a problem, right. I fixed it. Right. She sees that. Right. And, and I see it rubbing off on her. And, and you, 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 you know, this is, these are the future. These are people that got to take care of us moving forward. So you just try to uh, maintain that example and just continue to, I, I try to continue to maintain and live a, a purpose-driven life and and it's gonna it's gonna uh, she's a sponge at this point it's sure. gonna it's gonna bounce off of her and hopefully she sees that and and continues to build on what I've shown her over the years you know just pretty simple I love <laughs> you it. know um, all right awesome so if people wanted to help with the recovery efforts what, what are some of the options so obviously I'm gonna be a little bit biased to our relief fund because sure. I could I could vouch for it mm. um, and accountability is my biggest thing. Um, so I know for a fact where every dollar goes to sure. to our our fund, and I know with our relief fund, there's no um, we don't use any money for overhead or anything like that. That's funded from other sources. So right. everything donated goes to the island, and I I personally for you know oversee most of it. Um, we partnered up with a company called uh, Purple Cookie Tours LLC. So a good shout out to Sarah. Um, so if you're planning a vacation in an island or anything like that, they're going to donate a, a portion of all proceeds to our efforts on the island. Wow, so cool. it's, a, it's a thing where if you were going to go to the island, you know, might as well help the island while you're there. Absolutely. too. So it's I'm pretty cool. that I'm pretty excited about. Um, but overall, if you're really trying to if you're looking to help, essentially the, the biggest way you can help is, is with a monetary donation. Uh, there's not much need for any type of supplies or anything like that. It's more of a thing where we're sending money over to people that people we have relationships with. Now we're just blindly sending money over sure. to the island. Sure. These are organizations and community organizers we have relationships with. Um, another thing to consider too, if you're you know if you're not looking if you're weary of organizations, is just buy Puerto Rican products. Yeah. 
you know go online uh, you know there's a lot of great websites brands of puerto rico uh, company called libros uh, 787 it's all books yeah. you know it's it uh, helped support the economy that way you know these people still have to run their businesses they still have to uh, uh, you know keep the keep everything going you know what i mean yeah, absolutely. so so yeah so i mean if, if and if anybody's looking to help and they have any questions i'm on um you know i'm on all social media they feel free to reach out and and you know and we go from there. You know? Yeah. What, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, it's all it's all my name. It's Joel Barakal. Like, uh, just search my name. You'll find me on all of them. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. So there you have it, folks. Uh, we like to wrap our episodes up with quotes. And the first one is by John Connolly. There's nobility and compassion, a beauty and empathy, a grace and forgiveness. And the second one by Albert Schweitzer. Serve and show compassion and the will to help others. Helping ourselves. In this episode, we have special guest Joel Barracol. We cover topics that range from empathy and compassion for others. We talk about earthquake relief, the National Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce, the role of government, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from John Connolly and Albert Schweitzer. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. Stay blessed.